The produce stands shaking about. Tanya and the girls give a shout. Matt and Victor ain't around, and Al's nowhere to be found. Cause it's Letter Kenny Ladies Night Out. Between us girls. Yeah, between us girls. You ever thrown so much hip in your life? Between us girls? Yeah, between us girls. I never thrown so much hip in my life. Kind of feel like I might be a bit of a headliner now. Really? Oh, yeah. What are we talking like? Large theaters or stadiums? Well, large theaters for the time being. But like, if you keep going at the rate you're going, you'll be destined for like bigger, bigger venues. venues. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I feel. That's how I feel too. That fresh produce stand there—that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's ladies' night at the produce stand, and I'm hanging out with a group of strong, beautiful ladies tonight. No boys allowed except for my producer, but we don't need to hear from him, right, ladies? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) This is so not me right now. I am never the host. I'm always kind of sitting back in the other chair, so uh, please uh, be patient with me, ladies. Uh, okay, now I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is going tits up tonight. And that's a, a hit from my favorite show, um, Mrs. Maisel. I love that show so much. I'm Tanya, your host, and joining me, as always, is Al, the silent producer, and my co host, Awesome. How do you do? Not so bad in you. Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wine time has already begun, (laughs) but it was your job. (laughs) Excellent. Ah, it's all good. It's all good, ladies. So joining us this week are a bunch of strong, amazing women. Please join me in making some noise for our lady listeners. I regret nothing. I regret nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. You beautiful ladies. You. We've already been warming up the mics tonight. And uh, we have in the room. Awesome. As I said, uh, you're helping me out tonight with this co-host business because never done this role before. Uh, Thank you so much for helping me out. And then we've got uh, Miriam. We, I saw you last week, here again this week. Great to have you again. And Liz, uh, I don't know, are we going through towns and stuff again or are we just bypassing that producer boy? We're, we're, we, we know everybody already, do we? <laughs> Liz, how are you? Nice to see you again. Good to be here. Great. And Eliza, nice that you came out. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing to have some beautiful, powerful women here. Uh, Tiara, nice to see you. I uh, saw you only, uh, what, three weeks ago, I guess. I, I think it was, uh, it, I know time is kind of a blur at this point, <laughs> isn't it? Contract. Time yeah, contract. it's so true. And Casey, Casey was just, uh, getting are you now? good. And you not so bad. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> One of us got it right. <laughs> All right. Well, before we dig in, we're going to uh, hear an ad from, or sorry, hear it from our sponsor. Or we're going to listen to our sponsor. <laughs> hey there, ladies. How are you now? Do you like strong, dark coffee? Well, then you're in luck. <laughs> diabolical coffee is being served at the produce stand. It's devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes and even some you didn't know you wanted. 
You can order whole bean, core, standard grind, and espresso. Or if you're feeling kinky, there's a cake-up <laughs> option. Use the promo codes PRODUCESTAND for 10% off anything in the store. That's 10% off all coffee and merch. So it's time to put the D in your coffee with Diabolical Coffee. <laughs> and thank you, Diabolical Coffee, for your support. Oh my oh goodness. My God. Thank you so much. ASMR Matt is making me cry. Squirrely Matt. <laughs> this sexy squirrely Matt. Oh, second like time coffee. tonight. The second time tonight, my glasses have fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. Squirrely Matt. Much these days after a pandemic. That was lovely. You had the ladies on the floor with that one, Matt. Thanks so much. And thank you. Uh, amazing. You need to use it more. What's that? I'm all squirrely now. Slip and slide? <laughs> Moist. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Fucking sexy. Fantastic. All right. So we've got, uh, speaking of support, we're going to welcome some new followers. Welcome new followers. My apologies in advance if I get your name wrong. Thank you for your support. Peter Wilkinson, Leo from Corncob TV, Steve Arino from Toronto, Jedi Master Mario from Romans 8. 31. Lars from Nunya, Ruth Barnard from Washington State, Alice Howard from Detroit, Sven from Philadelphia, Bruna Talavinuyak from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Kimberly Norman from Shelbyville, Indiana, Robert Palix, Jacob Kolodzedge from Fairmont, West Virginia, Andrew from Paris, Ontario, Stinky Whizzleteats from Gundunduraland. Josh Allen for MVP from Buffalo, New York. At Curamy is my jelly. Dylan Stevens from wherever. Ebo from Buffalo, New York. Michael Capali from Pittsburgh. Mark V from Colorado. Roman from Seattle. John Burrett from Ottawa. Terry Kramer from Calgary. BA145 from Pittsburgh. Bridget from Toronto. Flavors from United States. Brian Dugan. Tyler from Eugene, Oregon. KP, David Silverstone, Jason from Northwest Oklahoma, PJB Gator from Jacksonville, Florida, Dr. Matty Foe from Canada, Brandon Smith from South Africa, Diane Circati, Jeffrey Walton, Isildur Never Broke Again from Oslo, Norway, Kurt of All Trades, Blue Vixen, the real Mrs. Hoot from Pennsylvania, Barry Wood from Milton, New Hampshire, Rush Plague, Wayne, Beth Oliver from Syracuse, New York, Jerry Epps from Georgia, Joshua Oliver from Manchester, Pennsylvania, Mr. Troy, M. Castorina from Norwalk, Connecticut, Ashley Shields, P. Diamond from Letterkenny, Ireland. Thanks for following and hopefully for listening. Yeah, so I'm going to totally outs myself on that one. I pre-recorded that because I am terrible with names. And those <laughs> one, there, there was a few doozies in there that tripped me up for sure. So thank you so much to my editor. Just kind of cut and pasted water. some of that there. So uh, thank you so much, everyone, for, for listening. And, and uh, yeah, great to have you, you listen. Oh, my gosh. Previously. On Letterkenny. <laughs> Last week, we recapped and reviewed the Letterkenny International Women's Day special episode with our friends Miriam and Juan. Uh, that episode got a fresh rating from Matt, Miriam, Juan, and myself, and a clearance from Victor and my uh, soon-to-be 
ex-husband? Is that what you are? So uh, according to our scientific swiddle, twi- swiddle, switter. Okay, I'm going to have another swig. Twitter poll. Uh, 78.6% of you gave this episode a fresh, while 19.6% of you gave it a clearance and 1.8% gave it a compost. This week, it's Just Us Girls. So welcome, ladies. So we're going to kick this off tonight. Uh, There are some great episodes. Get to the chorus. (laughs) Sorry, my producer is a little button happy. He's just pressing everything. Aren't you now? Should all be so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. All right. There are so many great episodes that are written with a heavy female influence. So I thought we'd just start by talking about uh, some favorites, beginning with season nine's Sleepover. So uh, we're going to start this off with the limerick just to remind us what uh, the episode was about. It's a night of cold and winter flurries. To stay warm, let her Kenyans all hurry indoors where they keep and either they fall asleep or take a run at Bonnie McMurray. All right, ladies. So the sleepover, I'm hoping everyone has uh, done their homework and uh, remembers that episode well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, uh, point of order. <clears throat> Are we going to like take turns and go around like like the the you guys do absolutely let's give it a go sure let's give it a go on the first round we'll see how it goes and then we'll hit hit the second season uh so let's talk about uh sleepovers so we can talk about the episode we can talk about your your sleepover experiences something that kind of shines on on uh an experiment or experiment oh my gosh a time in your experiment in your life sure we can go that route as well All right. So uh, let's kick it off. Awesome. You're my co-host. Let's give it a go. Okay. So I was actually a bit of a homebody as a child, if you can believe it. Um, I did not go out that often. Um, That being said, I grew up in a very large family and I shared a room up until I was 17. And in fact, for the first eight or nine years, I shared a bed because we just did not have enough room. Uh, so sleepovers are kind of, I, I remember being very, very young and my parents coming into our room at like every 15 minutes because we would not shut the <laughs> fuck up, <laughs> right? We just keep talking and like playing these imagination games and shit. And um, <clears throat> so the, the, this type, so the whole sleepover atmosphere is something that I find very comfortable, very cozy. I like it. I miss it. You know, and it, it it's a bit too warm out here where I am in California for us to ever have any like snow in nights. Mm. But but I do remember a good few sleepovers with like the cousins or my sisters or something where where we just like be up all night and like reading comic books under the covers and everything. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good, good memories. Good times for sure. Uh, Liz, how about you? Do you have any fun memories of uh, a sleepover? Oh yeah. Like there was definitely like grade school girls nights, you know, you'd get your pizza, you'd have like the candy explosion, do each other's nails, watch some really horrible Nicolas Cage movies. Gone in 60 mm-hmm. seconds was a favorite for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. um, but no, I definitely thought, I think someone during the the podcast episode of this is like 
I think Utania brought up that it was um, kind of a, it had a very, an atmosphere of like this kind of that I think a lot of people are, it's are, especially girls are very drawn to sleepovers. Mm-hmm. It's that really kind of quiet hush thing, like awesome. Like it was not a sleepover until a parent came down to tell you to shut up. <laughs> of right? course. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. like what happened? Um, so I think it, it resonated. I think that episode specifically resonated really well with at least the female audience here, because mm-hmm. it was just so specific. There was such a specific atmosphere to it that it, it was a big, heavy dose of nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Miriam, uh, what do you think? Well, it was one of my favorite episodes. Um, and I'm trying to remember did Victor and Matt like it? I don't. Victor did not like this episode. If I recall yeah. correctly, he yeah. in fact no, gave it he... the blue spatula and his, um, his MVP was the blackout. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. He was also in a like pissy mood and he hadn't fucking slept. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He was a wee bit. Uh, I'm uh... Sorry. He's always in a pissy mood. <laughs> <laughs> not always. When he's got his well, like okay, nine hours very, in, he's good. He was very happy when he was showing me all his elements. Oh my God. <laughs> I very. just listened to that. That was adorable. That, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, right. like, that's how nerds flirt. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I believe I was going to say like with Liz, it was just like the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, you know, the quiet talking and, you know, one of the girls would be like, who do you like? And, you know, oh, all that. It was just, it brought back so many memories mm-hmm. um, that I really enjoyed it. And it was a very, um, yeah, very quiet, calm episode. Yeah. Unlike the other ones where it's always something and it was just yeah, like the the snowy night and it was quiet and yeah, it was just yeah. A very that cozy. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I I believe I didn't quite get the episode when when I watched it the first round and I believe I was tired as well when when that happened. Um but I do remember um then after the fact driving into town and it was that kind of dusk time of night and the, the snow was on the ground and it was that can't wait to get home, get the comfies on and just snuggle in and watch a movie and have our hot chocolates and just be cozy. Right. Yeah. It's definitely got its a feel to it. Uh, Eliza, what do you think? Um, I loved this episode and I was really disappointed when I listened to the podcast and there were people that didn't like it. I was just like, what? Like this is one of my favorites of the season. Like I love this episode. And again, I feel like it's a nostalgia, like all this, like I still have sleepovers with my friends mm-hmm. and like I have, a, I have many single friends and we'd still stay up not late, like late at night talking about who they like and stuff like I'm in a relationship. So obviously it's obvious for me, but they're not it's like super fun. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. who do you like? Well, I think my favorite <laughs> Rosie is pretty sn- neat. <laughs> uh, um, and then again, just the best line in the whole episode where Rosie is talking about Gail's farting. Oh my God. That oh was just like, they just got progressively more captivating. <laughs> <laughs> I, growing up, I my best friend to this day was very known for clearing out a room with her parts. Oh, very, my very well known. Okay, and so this just hits so hard with me because I experienced this like 
all the time with my best friend where she would fart at night and I would just like be mesmerized by it because of either the smell <laughs> or the sound or whatever. <laughs> so my, my question to you right now, my dear niblet Eliza, where the fuck's your friend? Get her oh, ass over name here. Her. <laughs> oh, name I was her. No, you you need to get on that. Right? Try to, yeah, I'm seeing her over spring break, so I'll get her to watch it then. Get her drunk first. Get her in a moment of weakness. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my thought on the episode. Yeah, the connections are really made so much stronger when that sleepover happens. And like as you said, like you become your true kind of self and let them rip. And yeah, absolutely, it's like you 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 bond. You bond way closer and become best of friends. Of uh, well, and I think uh, it helps that you're you know you're a little kid you know you're you're real you're seeking out your own connections independent of the rest of your family for the first time Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so you're individuating you're becoming more yourself at the same time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah sleepovers are a huge part of that (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely tiara what do you have to share with us uh well first i was gonna say uh when you were mentioning the farts I'm I'm imagining uh, the boys right now. And if we said, yeah, we're talking about farts, they would be like, isn't that the part you guys hate? <laughs> I actually know. I put it in the DM. <laughs> okay, I haven't looked at it. There's so much just going by. <laughs> uh, okay, so sleepovers. Yes, I am a child of the 80s. Like sleepovers, we, we had fucking games called Girl Talk. And we made oh prank phone calls and yep. <laughs> like the whole nine. Um, and yeah, I, I like Eliza. I still have sleepovers now. Only we call them, you know, girl strips and we go to California for three days or something nice. like that. And then we stay up all night drinking wine. And so do you like? Because monogamy <laughs> is also a social construct. <laughs> True. Hey, next time you're having one of those fucking texts me, I'll drive Actually, up and meet you. I was going to ask you because. Uh, I'm I'm going to be there around Memorial Day. Well, I'm going to be in oh. the LA area around Memorial Day. I'll drive down and meet you. All right, we'll talk. There we go. Another <laughs> a, a sleepover has been arranged. <laughs> you heard it here live, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's my birthday. I want to go. Okay, nice. <laughs> we'll have to figure something out. Someone else's thing. Can I bring my so- niblet? <laughs> I mean, my the entire trip for me is literally just going to be sitting as close to or in the ocean as possible for as long as possible. Oh yeah, no, I'm referring yeah. to Eliza. I've adopted her. Oh, Baby okay, Gator. yeah, no. I've adopted yeah. her. <laughs> get a house like a half block off of Venice Beach. Nice, laminate. Nice, To see the beach uh, in the ocean—that would just be a dream at this point. It's nice. Yeah, oh. it's. Yeah, we um, I just got back from uh, spending a couple of days on the Oregon coast, which is, you know, about an hour from where I live now. And it's gorgeous, but you can't go in the water. No. So you will it's like 30 degrees. Hmm? You will freeze your feet off. Mm-hmm. Go in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, other things. <laughs> oh, and I, I did have one question I wanted to pose to the group about sleepovers. Um, all of the different little sleepovers that were happening during this episode, which one is more like your sleepovers when you were a kid? Like mm. mine, hundred percent skids. <laughs> like skids, I'm just gonna put eh? that out there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of weed. 
not not so much the rest of the stuff that they do. But I was going to say, wasn't that the the episode that the train happened with the no, no, the the train happened at restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thought there was a train in the other. Oh, they built a fort, didn't they? Yes, they and that's when and, and yeah. Stu ripped a shot. Everybody was ripping shots in the pillow, yeah, yeah. See, in our case, it would be pillow forts and sneaking outside smoking weed. So like yeah, and you know playing board games because that's always going to be me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is mine's is a, a a mashup of the skids and the Hicks because we would play board games. We'd sneak a bit of booze, a bit of weed, and then watch Lord of the Rings all fucking night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but, yeah. <laughs> I feel like mine were mostly like the ladies with like Bonnie and Gail and Rosie. Mine were definitely like the very girls, girls, like we're going to just talk about boys, we're going to gossip, but then usually it would like devolve into us like like hitting each other by the end of the night. Like we would definitely get physical by the end of the night. So that wasn't really any of the storyline. It would end okay. that way. Oh, my. you know, there's a bit of self discovery you do when you just start wrestling your mates to the ground. <laughs> self discovery. <laughs> Sorry. I, that's probably not the way you meant it, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Was that right. what we should do? <laughs> Casey, we haven't heard from you yet. Well, because I'm the nerd of the group, like I prepared a whole like play by play. Love it. I joined the pod late. So I don't know if anybody has asked where the fuck is Squirrely Dan after the cold opening? Nowhere to be found. Is he with no. Professor Trisha? He's no, not no, with they, the Hicks? They said. They said. Oh, he do they? Ellen. Oh, yeah. so, okay. I was going to say Wayne right. and Katie tell Derry, because Derry specifically asked oh, where right. Squirrely D. Squirrely and Wayne and Katie yeah. tell him that um, he's with uh, Ellen. And Katie's like, well, he's probably getting a finger up the bum then. That's right. This is why Awesome's going to beat me at trivia. Oh, my so, God. No, Awesome so, is who we call on the podcast if we don't know something. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason. I hadn't watched it since the first time I watched it, but I watched it before well, this for yeah. this. I did, yeah. did my homework. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, I hated it the first time I have a bad history with sleepovers. Um, mm. They devolved from like eighth grade going over to the popular girl's house and them sneaking out to go to a college frat party in eighth grade because it was down the hill. And that's what you did in rural Virginia in 1991 two and then it just went downhill from there and it was like late night sneaking outs like we were dgens we were straight up dgens there wasn't a lot of sleeping and if it happened it was like three in the morning so me and sleepers oh, yeah. don't go really well <laughs> legit we didn't sleep what was the point so this episode was like uh the first time around i was i was in victor's camp to be honest i can take a blue spatula i don't mind the second time i watched it i felt all nostalgic because the cold open Thank you. Cold open was like our first look at the boys in the dealerships. Like when they're all talking about cars, like the first time you hear, I'm not paying for that. Like, I, I just love that. So it was like future nostalgia. Cause obviously that, that episode didn't happen yet. But when watching, rewatching this, I was like, Oh, like when they were at the dealership. So <laughs> yes. it was I was totally endeared from the beginning of the episode and I loved everybody seeing Bunker down with like their people. So like, it was like a look at night with like 
Katie and Dan, like everybody playing Monopoly and the skids doing video games. And then of course, like Riley and Jonesy are the only ones in bed the entire time. <laughs> like everybody Actually, has the progression from like games and da da da. They just go from sitting to like touching knees. Yep. And I think that's so Riley and Jonesy. I love that about them. Like they're all cuddled up. Um, yeah. One I of definitely the, uh... would have been... Oh, go on. Sorry, I, I was going to say one of the things that um, one of the rumors that I think we started on the podcast uh, was uh, Katie and Derry. We thought that Derry was going to say Katie's name because he like hesitated totally. so hard. And and totally. so um, oh, like that, yeah, no, that the was the minute... only, that was when it started for me where I was like, oh, God, those are the two I actually want to end up together now. How is that? How did that happen? <laughs> the minute yeah, the no, minute I'm... that episode <laughs> dropped. That that people started talking about it on Reddit. There's a ship name, Craft Dinner, because it's Katie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and look, okay, I'm not in that camp personally. I don't. I want Dairy Bonnie Endgame. Let me put it to you that way. Um, no, but I do like. I do like upon rewatching. You can see like brick jokes being set up in one series and then paying off in another mm-hmm. like to Casey's point like Honey the babe. setting up of the like their personalities in dealership you get to see a little a little tease of that in the sleepover episode and I, I love how character development actually takes place slowly but organically throughout the show mm-hmm. yeah, very nice it's amazing and speaking of dairy Sleeping through Bonnie McMurray showing up, like that was not as heartbreaking the yeah. first time it round as it was the second time. I was like, and oh, being in Barry. his fucking barn clothes the entire no, fucking on. time. No, come on, no. We've no seen him out of his barn, barn clothes. clothes, though. We've know, seen him out of his. Not his natural, but awesome. He's because <laughs> <clothes. He's>, <laughs> they smell like cattle beast ass. Have you ever he worked with that? cows? Yes, I can be Buckingham County, Virginia. It's the turkey <laughs> capital of the nation. I, my my neighbors, like the city, Harrisonburg, smells like shit all summer long because we have a big skyscraper downtown and it's full of turkey and chicken feed. Ugh. That okay. Our skyscraper. Yeah. Okay, so, yes. here's the thing, right? Like cows. Maybe barn closes my kink. I don't know. <laughs> cows will piss everywhere and that shit is not a stream it is a spray it gets in no. everything so that is what dairy smells like oh my i grew up with a, a horse farm right by us and it was constant oh, yeah. manure smell and it was just kind of the scent the of being home the manure is not, the, kind of... worst. The manure is not the worst smell i have it's a the soft pitch. spot for dairy yeah, I, I do. Soft spot for I dairy. really do. Dairy yeah. is like the I best. I of wish everyone, Dairy I would think. get out of his barn clothes. Spot. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that we'll see that. I mean, yeah, too. Yeah, okay. Not the last thing I love about another. Go, go ahead. Never mind. No, no, no. Go on. What were you going to say, DJ? I was like, not to shield for another pod or anything, but the first appearance I had on Dean and Tiara's podcast was series four episode one and we started to play fuck fight furda in the last yeah. in the back third i see of that episode special. as you do <laughs> <laughs> and that we you know wayne and katie and then we get to dairy and i said dairy earned his fuck in the first four minutes of this episode and then because like 
He's so competent during that little melee in the montage, and he knees that dude in the face. And I had like almost, almost this close, skin of my teeth, talked Tiara around to fucking Derry. So, yeah, that's my accomplishment there. <laughs> oh, that, my that is one thing that our fans actually consistently complain about is that I am always complaining about Derry being in his barn clothes. Like he would be oh, yeah. a fuck consistently if I if I did not imagine what he smelled like. <laughs> Smell is a key. I will point out right yeah. now that Derry was not in his barn clothes during right? that montage. Yeah. <laughs> Smell is key. I I, I have been known to follow a man in the in the mall just because he smelled good. It was just like, oh, oh <laughs> that is a smell I could get behind. Of us are creeps, but you, Jesus, that just I know, right? I it, it, I, 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 I love smell. No smell is it. Smell is key. Smell is very key. Let's get at her. Okay, I, producer. Jesus producer now. is getting a little pushy on this one. I was just going to say my favorite memory of a sleepover was uh, for some strange reason, my girlfriend and I would always put it on um, the channel that had the clock. And it was like one of those things to watch it go from 1159 to 12 and the next day. That was a big thing for us. I don't know why, but that was really something that we was like, okay, the sleepover can begin. Like we reached 12 o'clock. Yeah, that was our excitement. And we would always get in trouble. It was always, I'm loud. So it was always loud. It was always something that we were rolling out of bed and uh, rolling on top of each other. And it was just continuous. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a night until I had the hiccups from laughing so hard. So it was just <laughs> one of those one of those great, great memories. Um, we've got to move on because we've still got the uh, the the prostate um, episode oh, to talk about. And yeah, I'm sure good. we've got a lot to say about that one. So let's listen to the limerick and uh, we'll go from there. A trip to the dock had the boys sad. A certain procedure would be had. But when Tannis says scooch and pap smears dairy's cooch, a prostate exam. Oh, that seemed to have cut short. <laughs> apparently when the finger went up the uh the line got cut <laughs> does anybody have a blue spatula for him so fucking awkward but <laughs> See? he's got all the buttons going but uh he couldn't complete that last one oh we need Premature. a we need a want want we don't know <laughs> There you go. (laughs) Okay. So uh, we had the uh, prostate. uh, That was season 10. Uh, So what, uh, what was your favorite part? Maybe we'll talk about uh, the prostate uh, or sorry, the prostate uh, episode. And what was your favorite part? Awesome. I'm okay. Listen, I can no longer buy salad. At I, I can no longer buy any greens at the store without having Tannis saying the phrase fingered by salad tongs. <laughs> that shit lives rent free in my mind. I am ruined for life. Oh my. It's amazing. Um no, my genuinely my favorite thing is a Katie topping the hell out of Wayne the entire episode. Like she is so clearly the capital B boss in that relationship. Oh, sure. She 
she runs his life. And I have to think that he likes it that way because if he didn't, he would kick, wouldn't he? Like there would be some, but uh, no, he, he is very content to let her be the boss. And I love it. I love their relationship. And then of course, my favorite thing is Tannis and her whole demo of the pap smear and calling the boys pussies and like genuinely that goes straight to the top of like any list for any ranking of episodes on this show ever like how can it not you kind of have to wonder how long the girls were in the waiting room for and and how much they heard before they jumped in right and and it was just like the whole magical native woman like the trope in movies, the magical Negro, magical Negro woman or counselor. When this is right. absolutely Tannis was like magically there, yes. gave a lesson and then left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I, I think they very deliberately played on that trope for that reason. Perfect. You know, because the <clears throat> magical Negro and magical native are both very much the um, same style of trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And calling back to Darian as barn clothes, like how like intense that must have been for Tannis to get oh deep God. down, like right in there. And then, but then she called it at the end. She's like, yeah. And that's just about enough that we have to call it stops at there. Oh my, uh, Miriam, what, uh, what was your favorite part? Or do you have any story to share about, uh, uh, prostate or, or, uh, um, Pap smears. Native. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. It kind of reminds me. I don't know. My, I was a teenager, and my my younger my brother's younger than me, and I don't know. Maybe I was in a bad mood, and he he just turns to me. He's like, "Do you have your period?" And I'm like, "Why?" Well, because you know you're all bitchy or whatever. Oh. And so I said, do you want to know why I'm bitchy? Have you, what would it feel like as blood is just dripping down from your body? Gushing if you're not lucky. Well, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I don't want to hear this. And I'm like, well, you're going to hear this. If you, you're going to accuse me for being bitchy on my period, then you're going to know why I'm being bitchy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Graphic detail would talk about how the blood was dripping and, oh, yeah. So, and he just got totally grossed out. And I thought that kind of reminded me with the prostate one. It's like, guys just would not have a clue. And then, you know, this is like, unless you have a wife or girlfriend who tells you about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think most guys realize no, like what actually is involved. And <clears throat> this was a very good teaching lesson for sure. I was going to say, if you're, if your brother has uh, partners with female anatomy, I'm sure that he is a better partner for having had that lesson when he did. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I love my husband. He was married before me. I'm kind of the one that kind of helped him out understanding that, especially as his daughter went through all of that, mm-hmm. you know? Ooh. So like that's men do not even, even the most, like the ones who want to be the most progressive men <clears throat> don't actually understand Mm-mm. that this doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
and, and they had and they have like I've 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 spoke to or heard from uh, young boys and and they've they've said oh well um that's what bras are for because that's what's catch and i'm like whoa bras have what? nothing to do with the period <laughs> i'm like Sorry. they thought that that was why the bras were going i'm like that's not where that comes from like it they there's some go to school uh, yeah there's some dumb and and way like they just guess they just guess and and mm-hmm. so wrong i remember having the conversation um about um, all things sexually related. And, and I was talking to my son, uh, 14 at the time, and we went for a walk, ended up going for two hours because the conversation just kept on going. And I said to him at the end of talking about all the boy stuff saying, okay, so now you know about the girl stuff too, right? Like, let's just make sure that you know both sides of this, uh, that you're not just understanding what's going on with your body, but uh, girls' bodies as well. And he had said, yeah, I know you have periods and you get angry. And I'm like, pause game, pause game, <laughs> yeah. 14 year old. Yeah. Okay. I want you to know that when a, a girl has a period, she has cramps. So she's going to have pain with that cramp. She's going to have the blood with the, and it's not that she's angry. She's in pain and she has a little less, you know, um, um, patience in order to deal with crap because she's, I'm like, when you're in pain, how do you feel? You don't want to, you know, wait for something that you've asked for already three times. You want to get on with it. Like, yeah. So he's like, yeah, you get angry during, and I'm like, yeah, damn right. I'm going to get angry because I have no patience anymore. Just do what I'm asking you to do. Right. Get on with it. (laughs) Like the fucking first time. (laughs) No, this is why I don't keep my boys out of the bathroom. This is why I make them pick the stuff off the shelves. Like if I need pads, I let them pick it out. And they always pick like the blue ones that are like all natural. The first time I took my kids, my two sons shopping and let them pick my pads. They picked like the best pads on the shelves. It was amazing. And they're nine and five <laughs> nice. and nice. one got regulars and one got extra longs and they've seen like, listen, when, when you're a parent for people who aren't parents, when you're a parent, you could barricade the bathroom door and they'd slide under it like mm. a freaking shape shifter. Yeah. They just <laughs> like, so, like a ferret. They collapse like their collarbones. They just leave them over there. <laughs> like, a, like an octopus. Space only the, only yeah. the peak is hard. Right, exactly. <laughs> Mom, what are you doing? Exactly. Mom, what are you doing? And so I, I made a plan early on. Like we never, we always use like penis, vagina, uterus, like vulva. We've always used the words. Science, yeah. I believe in science. I'm a big fan of like, words. And so when they busted up in me, when I had my period, I was like, you know, I had a pat in my underwear hanging out and there was a pat and they were like, mom, are you okay? And I was like, this is a period. And I told them about it. And I'm like, can you leave now? Well, I sit on the toilet and take a shit. Like, can mommy just, I didn't say shit, but it's like a mommy poop. Why not? Please? <laughs> I only started swearing at them this year and I've been teaching them about my period since they could walk. So, yeah. um, Yeah, we only started swearing this year. Um, That's a whole other story. But I refuse to raise in ignorant men. There's no excuse for it. And I'm not I don't normally blame blame parents like you. They're your own kids. Like I can't control whether they're going to turn out to be assholes or not, but they are going to know about bodily functions and they are not going to cringe when their girlfriends ask them for periods and like for supplies. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like 
they're not, they're, they're going to have girlfriends who feel comfortable asking them that. Like I am I've, not sending them out into the world. I've never understood that. I've bags. never understood guys being embarrassed about buying like, quote unquote feminine hygiene or whatever, because it means that you love somebody with reproductive organs that are bleeding. It doesn't mean anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Or it maybe it means it wasn't yourself. normalized. Like, it, mean, it means yeah. it wasn't normalized but in their it's, homes. It's bleeding in particular is the issue it's you bleed never trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die die. i fucking remember that when i was a kid Uh, (laughs) like that was always it was always demonized yeah but isn't that the backlash with that turning red movie yes i haven't watched it so we didn't know Oh, you can't talk about periods to kids. It's oh, like, it'll make kids fuck. What? No, it'll make them understand what the fuck is happening to them and yeah. not be a fifth grader walking around summer camp with her shorts completely covered in blood. No understanding of what the fuck just happened. Yeah. 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 We just okay. watched that movie and we had no. Yeah. Sorry, Eliza. I see your hands up here. Go, go, girl. <laughs> Hey, I teach sixth grade. Oh, yeah. And uh, like about a month, I have to teach them all about penises and vaginas. And it's, we do not separate kids by gender. It is all together in one class. Um, We're going to look at pictures of anatomy. We're going to be using our anatomical terms. And I am so incredibly stressed about it because I am a 24 year old woman who is childless, who is single, like technically single, not married, who just like graduated college and I have to talk to 12 year olds about penises and vaginas. And I have, understand have you so heard, important, but it's just have, like a lot. <laughs> have you You're heard of Scarlet Teen? Mm-mm. Okay. Scarlet Teen is a website that has a lot of sex education materials oh, that no. are framed she, in Teacher would sex- not be able to do their own. Teacher would not be able to no, do I, their I own. I have a curriculum. We do not get to choose. Luckily, my curriculum. So progressive of you. Awesome. Yeah. No. No. Okay. But like, here's the thing, right? They, they have a lot of sex positive, gender inclusive. Nope. Uh, Depends language. On what Oregon that, probably be okay with it. Yeah, that I mean, even I know you have your curriculum, but as you're delivering your curriculum, you can, you know, squeeze in a phrase here or there, you know, people who give birth rather than when I do. Mm -hmm. I totally do. And I I have trans students right now. Like I, I do everything I can to be gender inclusive. And luckily, my district, they created their own curriculum. And so with that, it is inherently inclusive. Like they made Mm -hmm. it that way. And so I'm really happy. Okay. Like I've I've, I've already been good. trained on the curriculum, so I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and they even like included videos for parts that I don't feel comfortable teaching. Like I can show a video instead. Um, but it's still just like I have to deal with twelve year olds giggling about penis, <laughs> and that's what I'm worried about. I, mean, I actually like, I have a tip. Always, like, you can oh. just like front it, like guys, this is going to be embarrassing for some people. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to be informative for others. I will probably stutter and giggle and it's okay if you do that too. Mm-hmm. But this is something you Get need in front to of just it. phrase it that way. Cause yeah. like I grew yeah. up Catholic 13 years of Catholic education. We had a sex ed book that was, um, that was optional that we could sign up to take home. My parents signed up to take it home and it sat on the, like that weird spot on the kitchen counter that doesn't get cleaned off mm-hmm. ever. until <laughs> the book had to get wow. turned oh back. God. So it was a lot of like, you know, I eventually learned everything that needed to go on. And mom was very positive about like the whole down there thing. 
but you know, Catholic repression is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. Like it, it just it is very much so, is I, yeah. a tip for the teacher from a teacher yeah. who did fifth grade sex ed, allow them to wear sunglasses. If, if they don't have to make eye contact with each other, yeah. they feel or a lot like, less. Or hats. Yeah. hats. Let them wear hats. Let them shade their eyes so that their friends don't necessarily see how they're reacting to it. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that, that works really right. well, at least with fifth grade boys. It works really well. And wait, are, are you guys still masking? Are you allowed to mask? Um, yeah, it's optional right now. Okay, so maybe suggest that they mm-hmm. mask up that day and also like bring a hat. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. So they can especially like know. if you're at a school where they like don't let the kids wear hats or whatever. Like this is this is something that, you know, at my school it was not wearing hats in the classroom, which I thought was stupid. But I yeah. I was like, if you whatever you want to do to make yourself comfortable, if you want to put your hood up, as long as you are paying attention. I don't care what you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want you to pay attention. And then if you feel embarrassed after this and you want to write down your question instead of ask it out loud, sure. you know, here's where you can put that. And like, just give them an option of asking what they really need to know without having to um, put themselves on display for their peers. Uh, that's the hard. Yeah. It's not the the talk about it them, itself because they are super fucking interested to find out what actually is happening there. Yeah. Sure. But it's embarrassing as fuck just simply because of puberty. (laughs) Nobody wants to raise their hand in that situation. But if you put it out that you have like, you know, office errors, quote unquote, they'll come to you. Yeah. Yeah. This, or you could have a six in caps or, or you could have a sixth grade uh, uh, student like me who was in (laughs) science class instead of saying organism said orgasm everybody laughs laughed and then I didn't know what an orgasm was and then the teacher had to explain it to her that would be a difficult teacher moment I think (laughs) where you're like um okay great story about this fifth grade religion class because again Catholic (laughs) school and my teacher is supposed to say Saint Peter but she says St. Penis oh. on the floor. <laughs> that end up in like yearbooks Absolutely. and stuff. Oh my God. Uh, like there's such a thing as too much horn Uranus. talk. Fell ought to be fucking aware of it. <laughs> you know Anything what, ladies? That's I, awkward is going to be awkward. Yeah, fantastic. You know what, ladies? I, I have to pause here for a moment. Uh, we have a new, ga- uh, a new visitor here with us. And I have to say, hi, oh. we've got Letterkenny Meme. Hi, Woo-hoo. nice to uh, meet you. I don't hi. think we've met you before. How are you? I'm good. Good. I thought I'd have some time to jump in real fast. Absolutely. Oh, hey. Absolutely. Letterkenny Meme, it's nice to meet you. Hi, my real name's Shelly. 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 Hi, Shelly. Like most of us probably already follow you, so yeah, <laughs> honestly, Shelly, where Shelley. are you uh, 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 calling us from? Or I am yeah. in the great state of Montana. Montana, Ooh, wow! Nice. I where am by Glacier National Park? I can see it from my <gasps> living room window. Oh. Glacier Bay! Oh. How amazing that would be! View. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of lucky. Montana. Except it gets really cold. 
Nice. Nice. So you've heard uh, us kind of going on. We were we were recapping and and uh, talking about our favorite moments. We kind of got a little sidetracked in the period uh, uh, <laughs> spot of things. We were uh, talking about season 10 episode of the uh, prostate um, and uh, what our favorite parts were and how uh, we went into the pap smear and then uh, popped out through the period uh, <laughs> conversation there (laughs) connecting the dots there how we got there right the prostate episode I really want to know which of the letter Kenny writers like I I know I brought this up in the group chat like Mm -hmm. which one got traumatized by their first prostate exam and decided to share it with the rest of the world like I just oh the writing credits uh, the writing credits are Jared Kizo and Jacob Tierney. So, yeah. Yeah, well, they have other the writers that like that I have for you. They have yeah, lots of other writers they, that pop in there. But I, I'm like, I'm ooh, how old is everybody? Shit for the after show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saving some shit for the after show. So stick around, my good bitches. <laughs> well, um. We, we have to, I think, move. I think that's my producer's way of saying uh, we need to move on to the next, <laughs> the next uh, um, uh, recap here. Uppity man. No, right? <laughs> right. I just want to say, though, before we do, because I don't need to listen to him. I'm getting the blue spatula right now. I know. I picked that up today. found it at the dollar store. was very excited when I saw one. I almost got one for everybody. It's way too liberal. With <laughs> I know, right? Producer with a blue spatula. Too much. <laughs> too much. I do have to say though, and, and I want to empower more women to talk more about their bodies and, and what we go through. Cause I still find that there is shyness and, and a secretiveness almost of what we have to go through. And especially, you know, um, with childbirth and everything that goes like, I remember going through, um, and, and becoming a mother and, you know, even, learning that there were more than one hole for the milk to come through for my nipple. I was like floored that there was like multiple holes and that the baby would suck and then the baby would unlatch. And then there would be like this friggin' sprinkler system of milk flying everywhere. And, you know, these little things that women don't talk about, uh, maybe with each other or feel embarrassed to talk about. Um, you know, I've, I've shared some wonderful experiences with women, um, and, and, and they've opened up to me about, you know, having uh, physiotherapy on their vagina, um, because of muscle issues, um, because of either it being too clamped up or, or, or too, um, um, uh, loose and you know vaginismus versus prolapse that kind of thing yeah like and and who didn't who knew that that was even a thing like you've heard of physiotherapy for like uh, a muscle in your leg or your arm or whatever and then you're like physiotherapy for your vagina like is that a thing or are you just like is that like a underground spa that you're going to like what is happening like I I think it's so important and I think more women need to talk about what they go through and uh, and I think this conversation and more letter Kenny like uh, international women's day uh, um, episodes uh, that we're going to touch on next uh, for season 10 that we just recapped last week Uh, so let's listen to the limerick of that one While the ladies have a pageant that mocks with tales and dresses meant to shock, 
Trisha and the boys are beginning their lists of admired women. So here's hoping everyone packed enough socks. So awesome. I hear that you have no something to share with us about International Women's Day. I am so flex much on this show, but I am going to exercise my right right now to have the last word. The last word. I'm dying to hear though. Don't flex. I want to know. (laughs) Right? No, I'm 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 dying to hear. I'm I'm, I am. I'm dying to hear what your impression was of um um Professor Trisha. Yeah. I seriously. I want everyone else okay. to go first because I got some shit to say. All right. We're, <laughs> we're going to start with uh, Letter Kenny meme because we haven't heard from you much. So uh, you want to yeah, give us your thoughts? Please. About Professor Trisha? About the International Women's Day. Did you, the, the episode, uh, there was uh, two main parts of the episode. Uh, I don't know if you recall it. Have you, have you given that one wa- a watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i watched it the minute it dropped and then i had to watch it later with my husband all right so uh what did you think of that episode i liked it um it was really nice to see the girls finally get a chance to get in there and start chirping and uh just honestly talk about things you normally don't hear women talk about um at least you know in the public view anyway mm-hmm. um we all sit there and talk about it with our friends or whatever, but just to hear them and how they talked about things, I thought was really nice. I appreciated it that they actually got their own episode finally. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't so much about the hotness of them or whatever, because it was an unbeauty pageant Mm -hmm. and we got to see the raunchy side of them. But a lot of us girls are raunchy. So it kind of worked out. (laughs) I liked it. I liked it. And then the whole guy's side, Miss, Patricia doing what she's doing. She knew what she was doing. She reeled those boys in and she got the work done. I applaud her for it. Very good. Very good. Uh, Eliza, what was your take on uh, that episode? I loved this episode so much. I loved that they took the whole twist on like the miscongeniality thing mm-hmm. and the miscongeniality thing. Um, just because like I feel like I would thrive in that concert, like doing what's not expected of me. Like, I love that. Like, that should be a thing, like, all the time. Um, so I just, I really enjoyed that. Like, I highlighted that. And it, it started the episode still with a pretty masculine theme with, like, the whole cold open and the dealership and everything. Um, wait, that was this episode, right? No, no that, that was uh, Prostate. I'm International yeah. Women's Day didn't have a cold open. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. My bad. I've got them all mixed up. Um, but no, I just, I really enjoyed that. It just like had those, like it really highlighted all of the women of Letterkenny where I feel like they're usually like the side characters. Like I feel like the men of Letterkenny are really the main characters. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice that they kind of dedicated a whole episode to the woman of Letterkenny because they're really, really cool characters that deserve that like kind of highlight, but they just, they haven't gotten it yet. So they finally kind here, of got here, Eliza, here, here. Yeah. 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 And I think it's interesting that of the female characters that they did give a spotlight to, Katie, Rosie, Katie and Rosie, who are really like the the main, main female characters, kind of they take a bit of a um mm-hmm. a sidestep. Yeah. Yeah. To the rest of the to 
characters that would normally be considered side characters Mm -hmm. and they all get a time to shine mrs mac tannis especially marianne I wish we'd have seen Betty Ann, but I'm I happy to love that Lucy reference. Ann. That's a Mary. I lo- That's but I love the reference of that she's off hitting balls because the actress oh, is God, yes. League of Her Own right yeah. now. Fucking League like, of Her Own. I'm so into it. Jesus right? fuck. Sorry, but I just no, had we, to shoot because so many people didn't actually realize yeah. that. I talked to you, so many people and they're like, what? I'm like, well, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> Why she, she wasn't there. She's in a starring role in a league of their own. Right? That's why she's not available for filming. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I do like that they take these side characters who genuinely are side characters. And they do give them a moment to shine. I, I genuinely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I personally, I, I enjoyed the episode a lot. I, I feel so honored that as for like because they've all done like quote unquote like major holidays before that they yeah. chose to do international women's mm-hmm. day before canada day like i don't know why that decision was made but I'm honored. he won't he won't yeah, highlight right. canada day he will never yeah he, that'll be too much for him he doesn't like the spotlight <laughs> like that <laughs> um my one like i mean professor trisha aside because i i still don't know how i feel about professor Trisha in this play, like, the portrayal of it. Like I, I applaud her and girl, she showed her stuff and it was awesome. And like the, the stuff that she was like same and like that, her take on feminism, I fully support, but I digress. Anyway, yeah. um, the one thing just between us girls that mm. I question is that Mrs. McMurphy won all mm-hmm. three rounds. Now I do not quibble that she should have won overall, but for the second round of like when they were, I think, I think she kind of like the chirping round. Hmm? The chirping round? The chirping round, yeah. So like yeah. I feel like she won base and got the laugh based on everybody else's kind of work. Like she was the last one. Like right. it was funny, yeah. But like I feel that Marianne and Betty Ann probably could have, like if it was a if it if the order had been different, Marianne or Betty Ann could have done can I there. Can I offer a counter argument? Mm-hmm the best chirp of that entire run of all of them, regardless of order was the report card chirp. Yes. <laughs> and that was Mrs. Mac. That should have ended there. Okay. Agreed. <laughs> it was a much better chirp than the one that they ended on. Right? Yeah. And I mean, for her dress, like I thought, um, Oh, the, the gold with the two slits at the gold, short gold, one of the oh, two. Slits uh, yeah, no, me, I didn't get that. Fucking Mia Sophia. She looked right? like a yeah. hooker Barbie doll. Right. No, I think Tannis should have won that round. Tannis should yes. have won that round with her fucking John Hughes eighties yes. movie fur yes. bolero, crimped hair. Didn't Marianne with the hair and the blazer like with the shoulder pads yeah. up to here? I would holy fuck. Okay, whatever. I <laughs> Marianne was not looking tacky. Marianne can rail me. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yes, Jess Salgero would look amazing in a paper sack, but. In this case, <laughs> well, not just that, but like the big curly hair, right in like the eighties. You know the banana comb. It was very too. much an eighties look, yeah. Yeah, in uh, the shoulder yeah. pads with the embroidery. Fuck me, Marianne. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. That's an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as for like the the guys' aspect of choosing all their favorite one, like Wayne realizing that it was fucking Bondar, classic, and of course that's his so fucking funny. I kind of wish that like. 
Riley and Jonesy had actually shown a little bit of substance, just mm. a little bit, like, cause they watch sports. They have to have some like good role models. Like the, like I, it was, that was the one let down. I think they didn't, I, they didn't have much respect for Stuart picking an, a female athlete though. No. Yeah. I don't think that, that they, don't they watch. That is why it's weird. That's I don't think they think it about it. Weird. Yeah. They don't think about it. But I think, I think Riley and Jonesy. Like, the first woman I can think of is this hottie that I've been chatting. Yeah. About. I think yeah. Riley and Jonesy that's are kind them. of surface kind of smarts yeah. and, and, and that's them, right? They, but it yeah. also gave an opportunity to professor Trisha to, to say, you know, I don't think they really like it when you're calling it their shitter um like but at the same time they're putting that photo there you know they mm-hmm. like and and showing that side of a woman that mm-hmm. you know what they own the it whole, they feel it yeah. they that's what yeah. they want like right the whole don't be offended on behalf of someone else yeah like, for me that's such a huge thing i fucking hate yeah. it when someone gets offended on my behalf as a black person or as a as a presenting woman or like anything Ask me how I feel. Don't just mm-hmm. assume how mm-hmm. I feel because that tokenizes me more than anything else. And, and don't assume that, you know, whatever marginalized group that you're talking about at that moment is a monolith. Oh, Jesus. There is no mm-hmm. such thing anywhere as monoliths. Yeah. Right. Like, not That's only because this is a ladies night. Feel the same, you know? <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. When, when uh, y'all were talking about ladies night at first, I was like, well, I can't do that. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a girl. I'm not a woman. I don't consider myself. So, hey, but Dean and I, I said, no, wait, let me finish. Here. Let it's me finish. Awesome. <laughs> let me finish. Jesus. But then Dean and I were talking and we were joking about it being ladies night and how I literally have said on stage, like as I'm performing that I'm not a fucking lady. So we just went with that. I was like, well, I ain't no fucking lady. And then Dean said, ain't no lady. She's my wife, which is a Lyle Lovett song. And like, I don't know, we've been joking about that ever since, but um, but yeah, like ladies night doesn't necessarily have to even include people who were assigned female at birth, people who, mm-hmm. um, identify that way or anything like that. Like I have plenty of friends who are ladies, much more ladylike than I am, who were assigned a different gender than I was at birth. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Love that. No, no, I do want to say, first of all, ladies night is a bit of a joke. Yes, I know. Secondly, I mean, I'm not like a hundred percent, you know, (laughs) fab. Okay, I I don't always identify. Whatever, it's fine. Um, and I know there are a couple other people around here who don't either. But like, I just the reason I suggested this kind of thing to Al in the first place, but was because I wanted other perspectives and like. Just to say this in very plain language, this group is is trans friendly. If you're trans, you are welcome. This is, you know, no fucking turfs. Get the fuck out. We don't care for your shit. (laughs) Fuck J.K. Rowling. Thank you. Fuck J.K. Rowling. I know this this. and you know this, but lots of Reddit does not know this. So I was just out there like, I am not a fucking lady, but... (laughs) I, I apparently because I got fucking downvoted for saying J- fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, the but, power that woman wields can like you know it's like, ridiculous, right? Like yeah. she's literally affecting current UK legislation just because number A she's got bills and number B she's got fucking 
so much cultural cachet. It's ridiculous. No single individual ought to be able to influence legislation on that scale. It's stupid. That is a complete tangent, though. (laughs) Bring it back. Bring it back. Talk about yourself. (laughs) Oh, there goes the button pusher again. (laughs) Anyway, turning this (laughs) turning this back to Letterkenny and this specific community. No, obviously, trans women are absolutely invited to ladies night please come if you're hearing this right now hit us up join the dm group dm me personally yeah let's do this more often yes let's let's do this again you know absolutely don't don't say goodbye yet i was gonna yeah but like telling people out there that you know you you too can join us Yes, that is. I I want to extend the invitation to any NB or trans women out there who want to join us. You are more than welcome. Please hit us up. Absolutely. That's what I appreciate about you. Oh, we're still pressing buttons over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Go to the discussion about Professor Trisha's. Yes. So can I ask a question about this? Can I ask you guys a question about this? What do you think the guys or anybody, not just the guys, but what do we think Professor Trisha looked like before the reveal? Like every time Squirrely talked about Professor Trisha, did we picture any, if anything, what do we picture in our minds? How she looked in Little Kenny. Oh, I hadn't seen Little, Little Kenny before. But just I, in I general, like, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to make a point here. Like, uh, I pictured yeah. my, my women's studies professor from college back in like 2001. <laughs> so like okay. a cardigan sweater and red hair with a messy bun. <laughs> right. Right. Like, an academic. Yeah. Right. I kind of picture anybody else. The word professor sounds older to me. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't picture a younger lady. I, I, I pictured an older woman and, um, yeah, I didn't picture I didn't picture her the way she was for sure. Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I definitely always like for some reason brunette, and that might have been the little Kenny thing because I did see that. Mm-hmm. But like, I never got a clear read on like ethnicity, height, anything. Um, I always I thought she would definitely be a little bit more femme than my first women's studies teacher mm-hmm. was, um, who was definitely more mask presenting. Um, but look, I just never, like, she was just Professor Trisha, right? Like, she was just this right. kind of amorphous head of brunette hair for whatever reason. Yeah, it, and, like, for me, I, you know, uh, um, a, a normal, you know, not, like, supermodel attractive, but not, like, uggo, like, mm-hmm. just normal-looking person, middle-of-the-road kind of looking person with you know, and if she's a professor, then clearly she's like tenured. So, you know, no, like you don't maybe no, no. a blazer tenured blouse and professor do not necessarily equate to each other. Yeah, no, that's it's, true. Tenure that's is true. a huge, huge thing that most academics do not get. 
No, I know. I was in a PhD program and like this shit yeah. is fucking crazy and it wasn't worth it. So, so before we go down tenure track hell, <laughs> right? No, that's, let me let that's, me put this out. Let me put this out there. Yeah. I that, didn't picture her as a battle axe. Let me put right. it to you that way. Right. So so let me posit that um Jacob and Jared and, and Jared are as intelligent as we think they are, and that mm-hmm. the Patricia Tr- Professor Trisha trope was the longest game in this whole show, and that yeah. they played on every single person, regardless of what you think, that that image in our heads of Okay, it's a women's studies professor. Dan's always going on about it. So it's annoying everybody. Like they set it up to do exactly what Professor Trisha did. And this is why I love Professor Trisha. Every inch of her, every moment that she was on the show, I think she is the most intentional thing that Jacob and Jared have done throughout this entire series. And I think it delivers a really powerful message on International Women's Day to say, no. Thank you very much. We're not going to fit into your standard boxes. We're not going to be the thing that you think we are. We are not here to conform at all to what you think we should be any longer. And that's why I think her stripping in front of them is the most dick high power move that could have been made in the entire world. Um, I think that her putting all of the boys in their places, I think her kind of ignoring Dan a little bit, like Mm -hmm. there, there are so many power dynamics throughout this whole episode mm. that and and she's tiny she's fucking cute and she's hot Her and feet are matter, smaller than my hand yeah and it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight she just want to like kind of do things to her right like even if it's a with her, doll thing, with her, she's just with her. perfect no i want to if she approves of it although i'm pretty her. i feel like she's a top so <laughs> i hope she like is, the way right? she toyed with all of them she was just mm-hmm. like i know what yeah, you think yeah, of me yeah yeah yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Eliza, what, what would you like? To, your hands. You're just flapping away there. You're right. <laughs> no. Bringing in the so plane. Excited. Here we go. <laughs> um. No. I think the way that, like, when she undressed in front of them, I think it was her, like, saying, like, "Yeah, you can sexualize me, but it doesn't matter because it's just like my body." Like, and I feel like that was her, just like, kind of like showing them that, like, you don't have any power over me. If you think I'm hot right now. Like you have no power. Like I still have all the power right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that, that was a huge power move as like other people have said on this podcast. Like, I think that her doing that, like I was thinking of like me back in college. If like I were to do that in front of a guy, it would totally be a power move. I'm changing in front of you as a power move. Like I'm changing in front of you because I can, because like, I know you want something from me that like, I have to consent to that. I have to give you. I have the control over yeah. like you can think all you want, uh-huh. but I am showing you that you're not getting shit. Exactly. So. And that's what I loved about her doing this. Like, I know a lot of people didn't like it at all. And they mm-hmm. just thought it was weird, but I saw where she was coming from and mm-hmm. I would have done something similar to put a guy in his place. So, okay. Y'all have convinced me. I, yeah, I appreciate it now. <laughs> Cause I was at the, like, it's the middle of the bar. Like, and I didn't understand the briefcase either. I I just didn't understand that the was briefcase. Another, I think that was another I joke. Like you would expect a just a joke. Yeah, I, you would expect a professor to come in with a briefcase, and she's like, I don't know who left this. That's kind of dumb. To right? me, that's the end of the trope, right? That's when the yeah. that's when the uh-huh. line stops, and the, every concept that we had about Professor Trisha ends with that briefcase, right? Because she's walking in with her like she looks so tight and done up in the suit and the glasses and the hair and carrying the briefcase, and then she's like. 
this isn't me. This is what you expect <laughs> me to be. No, no, I I do like how she like looks down the barrel of the camera and and says, if it is the CIA, you have to tell me or it's entrapment. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious because she's had to do that before. That's why she that's experience talking. And that's a whole nother level of Professor Trisha that like we can't fucking funny as shit. No matter what else, that is just I stand by my theory of her being a top. Like I, I feel like Professor Trisha could easily be a very well-paid dom like mm-hmm. i would pay her <laughs> not, like she can wear the suit or what jeans. i don't fucking care just talk to me like that sockless Sorry, chucks <laughs> the chucks yeah anyway <laughs> no okay genuinely genuinely something that does bother me is she just slips her shoes into those train she slips her feet into those trainers with no fucking socks a bitch is going to get blisters. I don't wear socks. I don't fucking care. <laughs> and, this is some stinky no, shit. I don't wear socks. Gonna, I hate socks. <laughs> I love that. And her trainers you. is going to stink. I'm sorry. I love I you, love Tiara. It. You know how much I love you. And her trainers is going to stink. Don't put your nose get in my vans then. Get okay. some gold I, bond in I do. Fuck. I do wear socks if I'm wearing like my Doc Martens. And like if I'm walking around barefoot, I'll probably put fuzzy socks on. But no, no. Like. Wearing shoes with socks, that's a sensory nightmare for me. Because mm. if the sock slips and I feel a seam or no, none of that shit. So then I you have, are not buying proper fitting <laughs> socks. Then you are not buying proper fitting socks because when I put my shoes, when I put my feet in my shoes, if I don't have socks, I immediately start. I, I can feel the rubbing and I can feel mm. the blisters coming mm. up. Oh mm-hmm. my God. That's how I feel with socks. Because that's an extra layer rubbing. I don't rub in my shoes, but when there's something in between, I do. Different autistic people have different sensory. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. It's all about the sensory input. Uh, Oh, yeah, it is all about sensory. Yeah. So awesome. Did that cover uh, what your interpretation was of uh, Professor Trisha? It did not. Oh, it didn't. Are we ready? Are we ready for this? All right, give it a go. Yes. All right, buckle up, kids. Listen. Okay. The changing thing is weird, not because of any kind of power move, but specifically because of the context. I am not a prude. I am not a, I'm not body shy. You guys know me. It's, it's weird because like you know if it was a locker room or a beach or a a pool changing room that would be one thing but no it's a public bar that is apparently obviously closed no no there's nobody there except the group this is a closed bar no it's not (laughs) closed though it's open for business because they're serving drinks even though the owner's not there you've never known someone who was in a bar have you (laughs) that doesn't matter yeah i used to hang out in bars after hours all the time and they did not it was yeah i worked at a bar where we drank after shift and nobody it was us it was all the closers this is the the middle of the day this is the middle of the day anybody could come in the bar is not closed, but she's still there changing in front of everybody. Anyway, my my other thing, the big, big thing that I have is 
None of these men require this specific lesson. I don't I think most that. of them did. They no, all no did. every one of them was uncomfortable <clears throat> by what was happening in front of them. And that was exactly what she was trying to do. She was trying yeah. to make them feel uncomfortable so that they would actually respect her instead of oh. like, oh, this is the bad, like McMurray. Jared. Oh yeah, she's a cunt. Uh-huh. Like, that was their impression of her walking in. So she was okay. like, yeah, I'm going to show you. I am not what you are thinking. It was it was not. But was yeah. it done to get respect? Was it done no, for respect? And does that is that what you need respect. to do? I think it was to say, fuck you. I'm going to have this. I'm going to do this, whether you respect me or not. You don't mm-hmm. get to have the power over me doing this or not. She's basically okay. saying you can look at me all you want. You can objectify me. But guess what? You're going to learn from me. And you don't like it's like I was saying before, she's just literally it's just skin. Who the fuck cares? And would the guys go to the bathroom being closed? There's no they were all together (laughs) and the guys needed to change. And they were just changing like dairy. They absolutely would have changed. They would have been tarps off boys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like there would have been no like, oh, let me go to the bathroom. Katie is not her forte. So she wouldn't have even needed to change. Right. Right. She's already coming in. Less clothes than Professor Trisha got half naked. Right. Almost every episode, Katie's in less clothing than Trisha was in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's my point, though. They don't actually need to be taught the lesson that she is teaching because they all already respect women the the hicks definitely do and even to a degree the hockey players and the skids um because okay so the shots in this scene the reaction shots in this scene are split between two halves of the room so you have the first half, which is McMurray, Rold, and Stewart, and then Hockey, right? You have Riley and Jonesy. And then McMurray. the other half of the scene is split between Wayne, Derry, Squirrely Dan, and Jim Dickens. So that's how we receive as an audience the reactions to Professor Trisha changing. <clears throat> and in the first half of the reaction, where we specifically focus on McMurray, on Riley and Jonesy, and on Roald and Stewart, we see Riley and Jonesy, McMurray, and Stewart staring openly, ogling, mm-hmm. and objectifying Professor Trisha. And we also see Roald being in fact quite put off by this display it is clearly uncomfortable for him he is not okay with it and then in the second half of the shot we see the other side of the room we see wayne dan daryl and jim dickens and they all have very incredulous looks on their faces dan is surprised Derry is quite perturbed Jim is like surprised as well. And then Wayne, who entirely avoids looking at her because he is so uncomfortable with it. And that's got nothing to do with Professor Trisha. That's all to do with him. He is not okay with with observing somebody disrobing outside of a very specific context. And and he is he's doing it also, I think out of respect for his relationship with Rosie. Like, 
he's not even comfortable looking at Katie in her bathing suit in a perfectly normal context. Why the fuck would he be okay with being surprised out of context with a strip show? He wasn't even okay with looking at the women. Oh, she wasn't the it wasn't a strip show. It wasn't a strip it show. It was. At all. No, it she wasn't. was not. She got changed. I'm sorry, Austin. Awesome. Yeah, it was really going to be the first like, time ever that no, I so like, back up, violently like, disagree with you on most of what you just said. He, I don't. She, I think you read way too much into a lot of that. Stuart was uncomfortable. Awesome. There was stop looking. The boys cro- like made sure their legs were more crossed because they got turned on, which is exactly what the boys would do. Um, Dan did not look surprised to me at all. In fact, he was like, OK, this is uncomfortable, but this is what she does. Wayne no, reacted his, exactly his, like we would his, expect. Dickens, we don't know his, anything about how he respects women other than when he started naming off 50 of them instead of just one. Like. I feel like there's a little bit more reading into it that you're doing probably because you were uncomfortable. Well, no, look, I, I, I specifically paused on their facial expressions during that scene. Mm -hmm. And and you do see, you see the wide eyes, the Mm -hmm. open mouths, all of that indicates surprise. And then you see right after that, Derry does look perturbed and, and Jim kind of settles into it and Dan kind of settles into it and Wayne specifically averts his gaze mm-hmm. because he is not at all that's, yeah. okay Wayne, with that's it. Wayne. Wayne yeah. reacted exactly. Yeah, we would know how Wayne, Wayne would, would react you know, no matter what yeah. would happen. Um, if she walked in in a pair of short shorts and her butt cheeks were showing, he would have done this. Like, yeah. He's not comfortable because with that, any kind of display, that but that doesn't his, mean she has to cover yeah. up for it. Mm-hmm. No. I'm just saying it's weird because it's not in the context of like a a locker room or a changing station or whatever. But you're assuming those are the only places that are appropriate for someone to change and for a woman to change. No, 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 no. All she did was take off her shirt and change her shirt and take off her skirt and put on a pair of pants and change her pants. She did nothing sexual at all. Here, but it would have been uncomfortable if it was a dude doing it as yeah. well. Yeah. Not in a room full of dudes. No, it would not have. Yes, in a, not room, in a room full of people. We had episodes of, of okay, okay. Talking okay. trow in front of each the other to show off their dicks. All she did was in, stand there in, in a, a bra. So if it was a man, know. so if Patricia... It doesn't matter. If Patricia was... Sexuality should not have to be confined only to one space. Because somebody it's might be uncomfortable with it. And that's her, what they're though. doing. That's it's what not they're doing, about though. her. No, it isn't. It's, it's not about, about the her. character's reactions. And the characters being uncomfortable is on purpose. It, it would have been yeah. just as weird if it was a dude. Mm. For all of them. I, I don't know. Maybe because they yeah. talked about it at the live episode and we got a lot about it because it had just come out. But, like, I, I don't feel any of those things i feel like everybody was appropriately uncomfortable and then got over it and i just feel like focusing on the fact that she was in a bra and underwear when we see dudes in their boxers no stop 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 i literally (laughs) talked about going on the podcast here and taking my bra off in front of you guys why is that any different Okay, because it wasn't a regular bra and panties combo. It was like well, no, it was awesome, awesome. Yeah, she's wearing underneath. 
Why can't she wear a something sexy underneath her work clothes and then change into something comfortable? Why, why is that something that's in bad? Front of people? Why do why make the choice to change in front of an audience Not my rather forte. than because it was a point she was making? That's power move. What? She wanted to get okay. men's attention, and that's Here's the way the deal. she knew she mm-hmm. could get it. Here's the deal. Okay, my my at my fucking genuine point here with all of this is they don't need that lesson. All of them, all of the hicks, the hockey players, the skids, all of them are completely used to women running the show. Okay. With with specifically with with Riley and Jonesy. Katie led them around by the noses during their entire relationship. And even after the relationship ended, she still fucking does it. She is the boss of them with McMurray, even though like, yes, he simps for his wife, but he also genuinely respects her. And she calls the shots. She is the one who is in charge. He is not uncomfortable with that. He is not uncomfortable with women taking a leading role with Jim Dickens he is also not uncomfortable with women sh- telling them what they want and with them calling the shots with the Hicks, specifically with Wayne, Daryl, and Dan. Like, I understand Kevin where, you, is I understand where you're coming with this, <laughs> but I'm blue spatuling the, the uh, button presser make. here. We need to just I'm, because I'm, I need to make one more point and then I'm going to be done with this. Okay. But okay. literally, Katie is everywhere in nothing but a bikini, sometimes a bikini with short shorts. And that is less clothes that Trisha is wearing. People got upset about this because it was someone other than a main character showing her sexuality oh. and being in control of this situation. And obviously, Jared wrote it this way with other people. Like, he's thinking this would be something that would happen with these guys. So the fact that we're saying, oh, this wouldn't happen. Like the writers of the show thought this was an important point to make. And they made a long scene about it because they thought it was an important point to make. So I understand people being uncomfortable with it, but it does really bother me that Katie is in less clothes 90% of the time. And you're like, but that's Katie. I don't think that it was a matter of how much clothes. I think it was the unveiling. It it was d. It was it was undressing and then redressing because it what it was seeing people in bra and underwear and or bikini, if you will, like uh, Katie usually walks around. That is what she's wearing. But it's 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 kind of like what what is it that guys always say? It's like it's the allure of what is under there and and seeing that and then it covering back up again. Um, And and that maybe that kind of brings in more of a sexuality and a sensuality of of her unveiling and then clothing back up again. So let's get at her. Oh, my gosh. I am so getting buttons all over. I've spatula at him. Quite a few times, like the blue spatula is being used on him at this point. Yeah, so whack him. We, <laughs> they're for all. These are all for oh all. Oh my goodness, I love the blue spatula. Oh, you got a blue got a whisk too. <laughs> oh my. Um. So I'm being told by my uh, producer here with the all the buttons, um, that it's time for the trivia or T-shirt giveaway. Uh, All right. Oh, it's just T-shirt giveaway. We're we're gonna jump over the trivia. 
<laughs> Apparently, we yeah, are running. No, we, don't, we are running we don't short. Get any trivia questions. We're running Sorry. short. No, awesome will win. There we. <laughs> awesome! You won the trivia game. Fantastic! Good for you. Congratulations. Oh, the first one I'm being told is for a produce stand T-shirt. Oh, fantastic. Letter Kenny memes. You are getting a Letter Kenny t-shirt. Yes, you are. What's that? Produce stand. What did I say? Letter Kenny? I did. Because I was reading it. Letter Kenny memes, Letter Kenny t-shirt. We're not allowed those. Sorry, you're getting a produce stand t-shirt. It's nice. just as good. It's still a Letter Kenny themed. <laughs> still Letter Kenny. <laughs> Oh my, we, uh, I'm being told by the producer here. Uh, we have a brand new, uh, blue spatula t- t-shirt, which apparently I can't yes. say blue spatula t-shirt. t-shirt. No, I know. I, I said the same thing. I'm like, we need to put like branding on a blue spatula. Uh, no, it's a t-shirt. If you haven't seen it, uh, you can see it where? On our Twitter. You can see the, the new. On our, uh, T public site. Is it T public? Thank you so much, Austin. Awesome. Yeah, I love you. Yes, love you too, girl. <laughs> uh, I can't open it. Here we go. Uh, Casey. Casey, Woo! you are getting the blue spatula t-shirt. Woo! Yes, you are. You are getting the one, not this, a t-shirt of oh, wait, this. Right now? Can That's I take right. my shirt off now? Is that going to make anybody uncomfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Take all right. So uh, thank you so much. Oh my goodness, ladies, you. you are so absolutely, I love the energy. I love the, the, uh, the, the, this was fantastic. I just love it. Uh, what am I doing here? Let it ladies MVP ladies MVP. Yeah. <laughs> letter Kenny, letter Kenny ladies MVP. Yeah. Who of all the ladies. Oh, of the of yeah. of of us of the show of the show of the show. I'm gonna be Katie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, um, Awesome's already thrown out her Katie, Katie, <laughs> and uh, Eliza. What you got, girl? Um, I was also going to say Katie, but honestly, simply for her performance on season one, episode one. Okay. And that episode, she literally, uh, we figure out she's dating two guys. Uh, it took me a few watch throughs to figure that out. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, she throws a joint, a, a light <laughs> at Jonesy and oh, Ryan yeah. in the deep. Okay. Like she just like that is great. asserts her major dominance in that episode. And like throughout the rest of this, like the whole series, she has just upheld that standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so absolutely, Sorry. Katie, simply just from her episode one performance and then how she's like carried that through her throughout yes. now 10 seasons. Like yes. that's crazy. Yeah. I especially I, I I'm gonna throw my hat in for Katie as well. The her rap, oh my god, yes. that performance 
was simply hands down. Like I felt so much energy off of her and I just was like filled with that. Like, yes, like absolutely. You don't need to sit down. There is no crying. This is just like, shut it down. You are done. You are this. I am this. And, and that is like, it was just so powerful. So powerful. Loved it. Cute quick story from Letter Kenny Live. Uh, Michelle Milet gets bright red when she's embarrassed and the boys kept trying to beatbox to get her to the rap. And it was just the most adorable thing because she was just sitting there getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) Did she end up uh, doing the rap? No, No, she didn't. No way. (laughs) It took me like she she was um, it was that that and Worcester. Um, they showed bloopers yeah. of her trying to pronounce Worcester, <laughs> like those Worcester. two moments. And she was just like, like shiny, bright red, cute little tiny thing. Oh, her <laughs> performance is amazing. Uh, uh, Miriam, I think has, uh, oh yeah, hey, there she is. She's lit. <laughs> just don't- but I'm so tired. I have no MVP. No MVP. Pass. Oh, okay. They're all Pass. Uh, <laughs> Tiara, who, who do you have for your MVP? Tiara, who do you have for your MVP? Um, I know everybody's probably gonna gonna lean toward Katie, and Katie is amazing. But I personally, uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite. Anyone who listens to my podcast knows that I'm gonna say Tannis. Tannis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. <laughs> Like, like my husband would say, I would drink her dirty bath water. Like, oh, I fucking love her so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is no yeah. tennis scene, even like in the in the last in the um, International Women's Day episode when she was chirping and she would get all excited and, and waiting to do her chirp. And then she would do it and then she'd sit down and I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. If I ever did something, <laughs> like, I fucking love that character and that actress so much. Yeah. Is that your favorite uh, episode with her in there? Was oh God! International uh, Wednesday, probably prostate. Prostate. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah I think yeah. prostate's my favorite with her. Either that one or um, uh, awesome. Uh, what's the weed one in the beginning with the? It's the back nine oh. or whatever. What's that called? You just left. Is that that's oh. when she burnt down the the produce stand, wasn't it? Because uh, no, no. Well, no. Was that the was, one? Um, let's see. Fuss in the back yeah. bush, my producer's uh, uh, saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I probably still prostate though. Like, prostate, yeah, yeah. Hands Almost down. any scene that she's in is great. Episode, one of my favorites. Yeah, so. yeah. Liz, uh, who's your favorite? Personally, um, I'm also gonna go a little bit against great. Like, I Katie is the boss of Letter Kenny. She just is. There's been a couple. Like, there's. I think the women rule the roost. I think we made that point clearly here. But personally, for me. Bonnie McMurray, the growth that this character has gone through in these 10 seasons. Like, I think one of her first introductions is the um, the uh, Shark Tank kind of with uh, Uncle Eddie's money. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of out there. She's cute and she's fun. She's and, you know, she get the, oh, Bonnie McMurray. She's like this really sexualized object that has like, you know, some backbone. But like, she's grown. And I think that is something that, not all of the characters on Letter Kenny get to do. They are very kind of stayed or like they they have their traits and they fit in these boxes really well. So I I personally like the path that Bonnie McMurray is traveling in this. So I'm going to give her kind of the MVP just because we've seen that growth. Mm-hmm. We're getting mm-hmm. to watch her grow up, like mm-hmm. literally exactly. and character. 
Like the actress has grown. It was like what? 17, 18 when she started mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. But the character was like, you know, oh, you're muted. No, Bonnie McMurray was 16. 16. Yeah. Wow. She was she so, really? Like, I think she's yeah. the same age as my stepdaughter, which just trips me out every time. I remember her doing but, the Sharks Tank kind of mm-hmm. like episode and she was quite young there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was definitely yeah. a teenager. That's, that's and she's like 22 now, right? Wow. She's 20. She was hitting on Wayne in season one for the mm-hmm. egg hall dance. Like yeah, she thought her- she was finally she was old enough. 16. Mm-hmm. And Wayne was like, no, you're not. <laughs> Eliza. This is something I learned. Apparently in Canada, the age of consent is 16. Ugh, oh, there I'm, you go. Don't be saying that. There you go. Away you go. I was two years younger than her when she did that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Eliza, who is your MVP? Um, absolutely. Katie. Yeah. Um, Again, for the first episode. Um, and then just like the way she's carries herself throughout the rest of the season and the series, the way she helps Wayne out, the way she supports the people she loves. Like, she's just a really, really solid character. And I love her so much. And I just want to be her. Yeah, for yeah. sure. She knows what she I wants. I don't know whether she... I want to be her or be on her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll take either. I want a smidge of her confidence. Yeah. She's so confident. much of it. A tiny bit will make me successful with six right. for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Casey, who's your ladies MVP? Hands down, day one, season one, episode one, Gailer. Yeah. Gailer, eh? Yeah. Gail is the goat. Gail is not to be fucked with. Her bar has been burnt down, shut down three fucking times, and still she rises. She is unapologetically who she is. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck more than I think anyone on the show. And yes, Katie is a boss. Everybody loves Katie. That's great. Must be fucking nice. Gail. Gail rules all. Nobody's fucking with Gail. And the, oh my, the fact my that she gets the most hate, probably, of all of the characters, that she just makes oh, it better. Why though? You know why. Really? I know. You I know, know why. why. But it's it's two it's twofold. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, anybody so swinging I, a a pool a cue ball and a sock behind her bar? Right? I'm here for oh, it. Geez. Seriously. I know. I didn't quite get her at the beginning, and I was a little bit like. That girl is like so far on that side, and I'm like dirty. She's like she says she says she kind of, but she grew on me, and I'm like yeah, I do. And her her uh, oh my gosh, when she talked about um um oh my gosh, wearing socks during sex, the white leaving your socks. (laughs) Oh, she lost her mind. The thing that tips her off. She lost her mind that that was the thing. Nothing else offended her, but the socks being still on that was like super offensive and i love how miss mr and mrs mac are like get them every time like they're both like (laughs) i love that they were trying to like gross her out with sex and she's like whatever but it was leaving socks on that did yeah i'm like and they still took it they were like yeah i knew we'd get her yeah and i love the fact that she got him over both ways you know if i I win a beer for me if i lose you buy me a case of beer yeah. Fucking excellent! I love you're that scale. Oh <laughs> MVP, absolutely. Yeah, Letter candy meme. So we haven't heard funny. from you. Uh, who's your uh, ladies MVP? Well, like the clear choice would be Katie because I mean it's Katie, but I'm a tennis fan. Yeah, I've been a tennis fan since day one. 
And I don't know if I also relate to her, but she's badass. I like her. <laughs> I've liked her character. I've liked because she has grown kind of, kind of too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, has. I think she's so. Like no, she's responsible and shit. She's, she's yeah, got a she, job. It, yeah. <laughs> she might not know her it's girlfriend's name, but you know, yeah, she's absolutely <laughs> grown. Know, like, we know her name now. <laughs> she's real. She's to the point. She's going to tell you like it is. Yeah. She ain't scared of anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and there's and nothing like that belt flick that she did that one time. That will always, oh, that, that's, mm, that's in my head forever. And she definitely <laughs> puts her community first and yes. she's not yeah. apologetic about it. And God, that is so, she is a leader first and foremost, and she will not compromise on that. And God, I love Auntie her. Tennis. Yeah, yep. Auntie Tennis. Absolutely. Auntie Tennis. Absolutely. All right. I've, I've yeah, got everybody's uh, vote for the MVP, right? I haven't missed mm-hmm. anyone. Just double checking. Uh, okay. So uh, final comments. Uh, you know, how does uh, everyone feel? As, uh, h- are you enjoying the ladies night? Should we, we do it again? Do this we have to do it again. Yeah. Do it again. You've got to be regular. I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again and no, I, and uh, and bring more more uh, ladies in. Oh yeah, yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think so. I think I brought this up when I when I was on the cat the podcast. But like Letterkenny seems like such a guy's show, right? Like it's this. There's this dirty humor all the time. There's talk about farts and everything else. But there's just like this wholesomeness that I think resonates with like a wider population than I think they, some people may have originally been going for. So I'm always so impressed. And actually like some of my best friends who are the only people who watch the show are women. Like I haven't been able to convince a lot of my guy friends to like really get invested with this show. And I don't know what it, it, like what the exact recipe is that Letterkenny has hit that like just resonates with it. But I think it's definitely the fact that there's a clear feminist perspective throughout it like the women mm-hmm. all the power mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. they are respected by the men they do not give a shit they get in and get dirty with the guys all the time which is what happens right like right. you have yeah. really good friendships with guys that's what happens so i i just think it shows a realness to men and women's relationships and also like family relationships that is lacking in a lot of sitcoms so i i definitely agree that we should do this again and you know maybe bring some of the guys in just to like, I want to see them squirm a little bit. Like maybe we'll have them tell us how they (laughs) feel. I want to ask Victor. Okay. I guess I want to ask like our other male listeners, like Chad and stuff. What is a period? (laughs) That should be, we should do a Twitter poll. We should do a Twitter poll. There you go. Want us to bring up a biopsy? Not encompass like the the broad range of responses we would get. Yeah, you got to do it like open form. Yeah, or like a Google Forms kind of. Or some of the challenges, like can you put this tampon in a bottle of water? Like do that, or or the ones where they get like the period, like oh my god, it's like the tens unit, like. To yeah. mimic period cramps, yeah, tens unit. So I want to do it. Nice. Like I happen to have a tens so unit. <laughs> oh, I love that. That would be hilarious. 
That's hot. I, that's hot. <laughs> that's oh, hot, Tiara. Great ideas. I want to. No, okay, hold on. Shut up, Al. I told you there. I have no control. Fuck you. Listen, I want to. I want to say something real quick. Um, there is genuinely a divide in Letterkenny fandom, and I can see this from both sides of the aisle because not only do I moderate the Letterkenny Reddit forum, but I'm also active in the fandom from the generative side right like i have written fanfic i have made gift sets i post meta so there is letter kenny fandom is split in two like generative and curative right so you've got the side that just curates what letter kenny fandom is and then you've got the side that that makes fan content and being on both sides of the aisle, there is a definite gender split. And it just, it wilds me out every time because it's exactly in the pattern of the original Star Trek series split. Like the generative side of fandom is overwhelmingly female and the curative side of fandom is overwhelmingly male. And having insight to both sides of the fandom is just I want to introduce more fanfic, more fan art, more meta into the Reddit sub the subreddit because I think a blending of those two approaches is genuinely in the best interest of fandom as a whole and and not just from a a archivist point of view but from um but from a consumer's point of view almost and i don't think you know fandom capital f is consumptive in the same way that like most modern media is but i want to have a conversation between those two halves of fandom i want there to be a dialogue between the part of fandom that makes fanfic that makes fan art that makes meta and i and the part of fandom that says, you know, here's what canon is, here is what the the producers say and the creators say. And I just, I want to marry those two halves of fandom well, together. Patter, let's get at her. Oh my gosh, my button pressure. <laughs> Ow, I'm wow. so sorry, we awesome. We were going to butt out, but you're using your fucking button. All right, ladies, it was fantastic uh, chatting with you all tonight. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. It was, uh, you know, this is something we've not done before, but we will do again. And uh, yeah, what am I to do now? Oh, see, there's music. Oh, no, you're glory gonna, me. Yeah, you're going to glory me by yeah. Franny, Frankie, Frankie, my apologies, Frankie. And then we're just the going to we're just going to warm that up. Okay. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we're back to Thirsty Thursday, and we've got something special planned. Uh, for the first time ever, we're doing a live video stream, and we're doing this because our special guest will be Letter Kenny Memes uh, from Twitter. So she's going to bring her favorite memes, hence the need for video. I hope you'll all join us next Thursday at... Uh, 
9 p.m. Eastern. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use the promo code Produce Stand for 10% off any purchase from their site. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. There is a patron link on our site or Twitter profile at Produce Stand Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Produce Stand, uh, sorry, Produce Stand Pod. Thanks for joining us. We're all going to top up our wine glasses before allowing the boys for in, in for the after party. We're going to an after party, yeah. apparently. <laughs> On behalf of Awesome, myself, and the amazing ladies that joined us tonight, thank you for listening and have a great week. Thank you. Yeah. All right, I need a second.